0: Tell it like it is, the Kingdom Way program. Uh, you're back here on Monday at one o'clock, and I'm Dr. I'm Apostle Dr. Baker, J. Baker, and I am so stoked. I have my brother, my baby brother. Uh, And I keep calling him that to just, you know, make sure that he don't get too grown on me and all that other kind of stuff. You know, make sure that he knows that he is the baby. And uh, you'll see as we go on with these eight programs or more, whatever, that you'll see how he picks at me and then how I have to get back at him, you know. But at any rate, last week, he started bringing forth the things of the tabernacle. And he was in the, uh when it ended, it was like, um, you know, people were saying we only had these few minutes. So I'm not going to talk a lot. I'm going to ask him to uh, refresh some things that what you were talking about last week, Apostle Cal. Welcome, Apostle Cal. Uh, what you were to- <laughs> what you were talking about last week. Was the tabernacle in us and how it is that God knew how damaged the children of Israel were, just like he knew how damaged we were as we came out of the kingdom of darkness and what it was that he had to take us through in the wilderness. So I'd like for you to start from there. I met we, uh, uh, all of you that missed last week's program, you need to listen to it to see how apostle Cal got into this and the steps. And we're going step by step so that you can start to understand what we want to do is to have it so that you understand that the tabernacle is talking about you. And if you don't understand the tabernacle, then you don't understand yourself, and so um, uh, go, go for it.
1: Well, when you made when you made when you made the statement, uh, Apostle Baker, when you said you don't understand yourself, that, that God left the pattern of sonship in the tabernacle, <clears throat> and and so the whole purpose of the church we must realize is not to build ministry, it's to build people, and we use ministry as the tool, one of the building tools to build the people. We've thrown the tools away and built up the church, built up our reputation, took on branding and all this other thing and labeling and posturing. And we forgot that the only reason you're here is not to dress a certain way, look a certain way, but to equip a people to come back to the image that the tabernacle represents. That's a picture of what God wanted when they prayed. That kingdom come, that will be done. God placed the tabernacle in the wilderness. First, it was the Garden of Eden. We always go back to first mention the laws of hermeneutics. Then we come back to see that God not only mentioned it once, he mentioned it twice. He calls them. This is that he that was in the church. He's talking about Moses was a prophet and said, the Lord of God will rise up unto you, your brethren, like unto me, and you shall hear. He said, hear, hear him. And this is that which is the church in the wilderness. The tabernacle was the church in the wilderness. God's telling us, if you want to learn how the church would operate, you have to look at the pattern that he left in the wilderness. He comes back in chapter, same chapter, and he, and he says, watch this, watch this. And verse 43 says, and you took up the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of the God of Rebunem and the figures which you worshipped them and and uh, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. He says, our fathers had the tabernacle uh, witnessed in the wilderness. And he had appointed Moses speaking unto the people that he should make it according to the fashion of what he had seen on the mountain. Which also our fathers that came after brought in Jesus in the possession into the Gentiles, which God drave out, drove out before him the face of our fathers in the days of David. Now watch this. How be it that the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, saith the the prophet. Now what what he's saying is here, the final tabernacle... That's just a picture of what he's building in the people and he's not using the hands of men. He's using the governor, Holy spirit. And he's doing the work in the inside of man, not on the outside where we can display the wonder of our marvelous architecture, but he's doing it by five master architects called the five ministry that are building a people according to the pattern that God left in the tabernacle Moses. Matter of fact, The Bible says that when Paul taught, he taught nothing but Moses and the law. He only taught what he saw in the five books. And when he began to read Exodus, he went up. The Bible says he doesn't know whether he was in the body or out of the body, but he had a third heaven vision. He said, I'm not able to speak about what I saw, but I got a feeling downside of me that he wasn't able to speak it, but he comes back and pens the book of Hebrews and he's writing in a different kind of style because he could—he never saw anything in the earth that looked like what he saw in heaven. So it changed the way he wrote it so we could see that what he did in the wilderness of Sinai is the same thing going on in heaven. He wants it to happen in the earth. So he gave us the tower. It would be remiss of us to be that high-minded, to throw away the valuable lesson that's in the tabernacle. Don't get mad at me because I studied, and don't throw away the value of what I studied because you didn't do it. I tell people, God sent certain people to study certain things, and we tie in all the wonderful men and women that, I, that I'm with now. We Their thing is just as important as a tabernacle, but you can't throw out this and just no. take that. You got to take the whole thing and put this thing together. Because right now, the church is not looking like the church that's that's in that pattern that God left for us.
0: Well, the people, we're not looking like that. that, that. And this is the part that I think is so important. There's a part that God has me to study. But as I listen to you. As I listen to you in what it is that you're talking about the beginning, the first mention, as we are talking about the first mention, it brings light. It brings life. It brings uh, uh, clarity in areas. And so that I'm able to see some of the things that I'm able, that I know that I am to study and to bring forth so that people can see themselves in this image. So this is a valuable, this is This is groundbreaking if you don't have this. It's just like if you don't have a foundation to a house. You got a shanty. What you got is some some things that's gonna blow away. And this is what it is that he talks about in his word. He says when you build your you build your house on sand, and that is what it is that's happening a lot. You can build it on sand, but if you build it on this rock, it will not move. And so this is why this is so important. So I want, I, we're, we're taking people through line upon line. We're taking them through as it was when you began to teach this, when you began to release this. In fact, it's, uh, it, it's, it's teaching, uh, impartation when this is what it is imparting this teaching into people so that they can, they can see themselves. So when they look in this mirror, they can mirror themselves. They can see themselves in it. So, uh, go ahead.
1: Well, I want to. I want I, I like to bring evidence to the fact that the tabernacle is what God says it is, and He gave it for a specific reason. It's not something that you throw away or say it's an interesting subject that you study. It's the pattern for building the new church. Te- the pat, the pattern of Antioch, the model we talk about so often comes out of the tabernacle. So before you mention Antioch, you got to go back and find out where Antioch, in the mind of Antioch, this whole thing that the New Testament church was operating in, in Paul's mandate for writing certain ways, the way he wrote the scripture, come out of the study of the tabernacle. Paul was a student of the tabernacle. He was a student. And every feast and everything, ceremonial, moral, whatever it was, was completed in Christ. It was never meant to be celebrated today, like so many of our brothers and sisters want to celebrate under the old traditions of man, which make the word of God of non-effect. Okay, the
0: reason for this is, here's the reason. As we're going through this line upon line, what you're doing is that you're imparting something in them until mankind does things because they don't have a reason not to. And when you put this, as you're teaching this, as you're bringing this forth, it's showing them the power that they have, that we have in us. This is what it is that we're doing. And this is the reason that the teaching of the tabernacle, so that you can show the tabernacle in us and us in the tabernacle. So that's the part that I want you to hone in on as, as you were doing last week.
1: Okay, now listen. The tabernacle uh-huh. motion is the grandfather clause. Um, of the knowing and understanding the scriptures there's 50 there's 50 chapters in the bible that mention the tabernacle that means jubilee is available for them who will study themselves approved and when the bible says study yourself approved the new testament wasn't even written he's talking about you got to go back to look at the the principles of first mention you go back and get your context from what guys were originally said for you to understand what he's saying now what did he say in the first place concerning what he's saying now you just can't take what he's saying now and run with that like so many people do what did he say at the very beginning of his saying okay he says that uh watch this that understanding the holy scriptures is filled with prophetic symbols of better things 13 times in the book of hebrews it talks about the tabernacle the better things that were revealed in heaven the things that uh, uh, the things of Jesus that were before in front of us is superior of all things. And by him, all things consisted, or constituted or held together in Colossians 1.17. So the t- the theme of the tabernacle, let me just read this. I got this in my notes. The, the, the theme of the tabernacle is Jesus. Mm-hmm. It, the tabernacle is Jesus. And you are the body of that Christ. So what he wants you to see is the work that was done on Calvary is being done in you to its completion. He's not going to complete it. We're operating on what he completed. We can't say I'm working for God. You got to say I'm working from him now. You can't Mm say I'm doing anything for him because you ain't helping God do anything. You can only work from the power that he gave you. You can only work from the anointing. You can only work from, but we got people today still working for You can't work for nothing. You don't have the power to blow the fuzz off a peach. So what are you working for? He has completed the work. We're working from that work. He wants us to see the work in detail so that we don't violate the pattern. Watch this, because we can prove the pattern is being violated, ladies and gentlemen, because the pattern is supposed to produce the life of the son. And we're not producing sonship from the church. We're having membership god never asked us to have membership anyway there's no scripture in the bible said all the members gathered together there was no members ever gathered it was only sons gathered together to assemble and the reason they had to assemble because they were all uh called to the same image and each one of them had a part in that image to play they were part of the image the tabernacle shows us what part you are what part you play how you play that part how that play constitutes a whole How do we get to to, to the final day? What are the processes of discipleship? Who are these five pillars standing in front of us in the tabernacle? The apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. What are they there for? They're there to equip the saints before they come into Christ to know how to do the work of ministry. Not the work of the church, but the work of the ministry. What's the work of the ministry? Let me just finish this one. What is the work of the ministry? We got a lot of trouble. I'm going to ask that question again. What is the work of the ministry? It's not doing stuff in the church. No. It's in a son. The work of the ministry is to build the life of Christ in you so you can reveal it to everyone that's, that's lost in Adam so they can have a resurrection experience in their life.
0: Okay. Now take us back to the tabernacle of Moses and right. show. What he did as he was bringing them out of Egypt and uh, we know that they did not work for, they didn't work for food. They didn't work for clothes. They didn't work for money. They didn't work for those things. They didn't work for the air. They didn't work for the heat. They didn't work for the water. They didn't work for any of those things. Okay. So we see that. But as they're taking us out, I want you to take us on this journey. I want you to take us on this journey through the tavern, through what Moses did and through how it is so that we can see who it is that we're to walk in, the pattern. So go for it.
1: Every Bedouin king in that culture, whenever they're getting ready to have a campsite, he would take his sword or his spear and put it in the ground. And from that spear, the camp would be built around him god took his word and sunk it in the ground and they built around him a training camp for the people to come in to relationship with him but they said no so only one man went in and that was the high priest before he would expose himself to the whole nation but they they said no we don't want let moses so the secondary system was the Arianic priesthood Moses goes in, so he has a gate to come in. The gate, so there's a gate, a door, and a veil. A d- gate, a door, and a veil. When once you come through the gate, you are sanctified. You are shut in, in the sinners that you used to be, are shut out. So God shuts you into the church, and out of course not the church. It's it's the gate to the place because Jesus is the door. And the door is the beginning of the tabernacle where the five-fold ministry stand to invite you into sonship not the membership but in the sonship and the reason
0: okay. that, what's done on that what's done in that outer place in that place that okay. that you have that's called the brazen altar what what does that uh, as you go ahead the
1: experience when you come through the gate is tribulation of the cross you, you read, you actually have to experience the fire uh, you're crucified with him that's tribulation. That's tribulation. You don't come in holding your girlfriend's hand, talking about you make a decision chewing bubble gum. That's not tribulation. So you come in and you repent, and you 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 come to the fire that deals with your sin. You have a death to your sin, and then you come to the water bowl, which is your baptism or, or your outward confession that you had an experience of death, and now you're giving a witness to the world that now it, it's like taking a vow here but you're now, now being cleansed of yourself. Now you can't go into Christ if you're full of your sin and full of yourself. So these things are the things God does for you in the outer court. The outer court is the court of the law. So all the legalistic things that the law demanded a death, Christ satisfied the death and the demand for a life to be given for your sins. So why would you dare, listen to me, why would you and I dare go into Christ knowing we're living in sin? Why would you and I dare know you're full of yourself, can't even listen to your wife, can't listen to your husband, won't listen to the man and woman. Why would you dare now say you're going to go into Christ and everything's going to be all all new? That's not true, body of Christ. And we got to stop ignoring the pattern that God gave or how serious it was for sin because millions of animals had to be killed in those forty years to satisfy the price of the cost of sin, so one man satisfied that. Oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. One man's death satisfied what a millions of animals couldn't satisfy. So you can't take what he's done and play and and then. Uh, it's too hard. Sin. No, the way of the transgressor is hard. You didn't pay nothing for sin. He paid it all. You just have to say yes. You have to. You have to turn your back on it, and, and then you have to say yes to him. And if you don't make it, why? Well, don't get mad at me. He made a way. I love God. He knew that you was going to slip and fall, so he made a way for the righteous. He made. He made a mediator. The God Jesus. So this all plays out as you come into leave the outer court and you come into the tentative where we where the churches lied to people they said to them that you don't have to speak in tongues and some people said well no uh, it's not required because only some speak in tongues they didn't read all the bible they only read the part that agreed with their unbelief but the bible said that he that speaks in tongues don't speak unto men but speaks unto god so w- don't everybody want to speak unto god if you're if you're born into his kingdom why would you be born into a kingdom and can't speak unto god now watch this and so the first thing we see is we leave the natural sunlight to get involved with the kingdom light of the candlestick if we don't have experience with the candlestick we can't see the kingdom because we're only relegated to human into that's what makes your your office and your natural business unique because you operate in that office in the spirit you don't operate through your intellect. I know that I've sent people to you and they come back whole. Now see, if you were operating in the intellect, they couldn't have come back whole. Uh not that somebody's not listening to me. You cannot take what God has given you and intellectualize it. That's right. You can't do it. You got to let what you know let the spirit of God take control of what you know and let him use you the way the spirit wants to use you instead of you using the spirit to get your make yourself successful
0: that's so right you
1: find it that candlestick is the light of the world okay that's the world the light the world's been waiting on not the light of the outer court the intellect light so there's a transfer of light mind understanding as the church comes into the baptism of the holy ghost or what we call pentecost or what, And we've thrown out Pentecost, the Lord was a worthless experience. And they they, they say it's not necessary, but you can't come into this thing. God has taken you in without the light. You got to walk in the light, his light, as he's in the light. You can't walk in your own light. You can't make up no own light. And so this is one of the things the tabernacle teaches you is that there's a baptism in the Holy Spirit. There's a baptism that, that gets you out of your intellect stops making you depend on intelligentsia and cognizant reasoning and all that stuff and then you make it yield to the light and then now can take what you learn and i don't want you to throw it away it's valuable but now it's going to be enhanced by his mind let this mind be in me and give me the wisdom on how to use what i know to be successful in my endeavors in the earth i can't unless i come out of the outer court of the law and come into a place of grace and come into the light of the kingdom, I'll always operate carnally. I'll be in smart and I may get a DD and a PhD, but I'll be a carnal, intelligent, carnal person. But I will not be enlightened by the Holy Spirit because you have decided that you know best rather than the Father knowing best. And you've chosen a way that's not in the pattern. Now we can go on about the light. I could go on that there's 30 facets of light on that candle on that candelabra, and that uh, uh, you can't see any of the other body of Christ without that light, without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can't see your pastor. You can't see your brothers and see they will not have the value of the kingdom because you don't have the light. You don't have understanding of how valuable they are to your journey. You'll run off and leave the church. You'll run off and leave your minister. You'll run off and leave your wife. You'll run off because you don't see the value of what the light would have revealed to you if the eyes of your understanding were enlightened. But when, once you run past that candlestick, you, you just ruined your journey. Because if a man go in darkness, he stumble. He must wait for the light. That's why Jesus didn't go and heal Lazarus. He said, I can't go. He said, if a man go without the leading of the light, then he's going to stumble in darkness. And so that's part of the teaching of man it gets really uh,
0: detailed let's keep talking keep talking about the candlestick because i believe that that uh, there's many false tongues out there that there's many things that people shanda handalaba kanda and but they have not walked through this they have not walked in and walked through this and i believe that this is one of the things that is so okay. important. So continue, please. This-
1: okay, if, if you're speaking in tongues and you have not growth, that's not tongues. Because the Bible said he that speaks in tongues edifies himself. He that prophesies, prophesies to the church. That's why I don't believe we should be prophesying to people in the streets. He said, Who he that prophesies, prophesies to the house, not outside the house. Now I can have a word of knowledge outside the house. I do it all the time. I can use my other gifts outside the church. I do, I cast out devils in the street. However, I don't prophesy to people who don't who have not engaged in the destiny that the prophecy is connected to. Now, I've warned people out in the street. So the candlestick is the fivefold ministry. That's five facets, the nine gifts of the Spirit, the nine fruits of the Spirit, and the seven characteristics of the Spirit. If you add that together, it comes out 30. So that means Jesus was 30 years old before he was the light of the world. And so one, until you come to all of what Jesus was, You can't represent all that Jesus is. You've got to have all the light to represent him. And if you can't speak in the spirit, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you don't have the lines i don't care what you say i don't care how you break down the scriptures it's evident in the pattern that he left in the tabernacle it's evident in the tabernacle of david it's evident in the tabernacle of solomon matter of fact in the tabernacle of solomon they the, the candlesticks were so big they put them on both sides because they were so because because the more you come into the last day the brighter the light gets and the more understanding we have That's why. I, I, I don't want to hear you quoting any of these old guys anymore. They had light for that day, and God's given you light for today. He's giving your children light for tomorrow. The light keeps getting brighter the closer we get to passing on. And if you can't see the body of Christ under the light, you'll judge your brothers and sisters. You'll talk about the ministry that fall. You'll talk about people like a dog, even though they're joined to the same body even though they're joined to the same body. You don't have the mind of God because you're not in the light. One brother told me, well, I can judge anything I want in the spirit. Well, you ain't in the spirit when you're judging like that. You can't judge something you can't see. You can't appraise the value of a diamond if you haven't studied to, to look through that looking, that little magnifier there, and you don't have the skill sets. You could look at that diamond all day long and misjudge its value, just like you have. Yes. The things of God in the church. If you haven't been in the light, you can't see uh, the value of that brother and sister or that church or that individual or your wife or your children or anybody until you get in the light of the candlestick. And you can't see the body of Christ. He said, Many of you are weak and many of you are, 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 have infirmity and gone to sleep early because you did not discern or you did not see the body under the right light. You judge without in darkness. Uh, Because you couldn't see what God's intentions were for their life. You devalued, trampled underfoot the blood of the covenant. Because you didn't think that he knew what he was doing when he chose that person to do what he called him to do.
0: Are, are you saying, because we have about two more minutes, are you saying, uh, okay, as we're here at the candlestick and that's where uh, uh, Pentecost, Gilgal, uh, 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 I mean, you know, all of this, the teacher, all, all of these things are. You know, but you, the
1: teacher, yes. Scary.
0: Right, okay. You
1: can't, you can't teach nobody in the dark. You yes. That mean the light.
0: Yes, yes. And you can't move as you were just saying you can't move without the light that's and- why
1: people are not coming into the kingdom i'm trying to tell you you can't you won't come into the kingdom you'll talk against the kingdom if you're not in the light okay because jesus said unless you're born again you can't see that's he right said, if you can't see you can't enter so how are you going to come into the kingdom and you deny the light it shows through the light upon your foot and your pathway to get into the kingdom. you can't come you can't talk about stuff you can't see how many of you have ever been in a dark room and talked about stuff you can't see? You can't see the pictures, you can't see the furniture, you can't see the deck room, you can't see the color of the rug, you can't see nothing, yet you run in your mouth. And that's what he's talking about.
0: Uh, okay, so. Here it is. Somebody says, I have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I have been baptized with the Holy Spirit, but there is no change. There is no light. They pray in the tongue, but they 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 jabber or they say that they're praying in tongues, but here it is. And this is why this is so important. I really, really want you to talk about Uh, even when we come back next week, I really want you to talk, spend some time talking about this light because I believe that this is a crucial place that many people have missed. And this is one of the reasons that things are falling all over and we don't have what it is that's needed to be had. So I really, um, you know, golly, time does fly when you're having fun. But next week, I really want you to to focus in on that candlestick. I want you to focus in on the light. Huh?
1: I can do that. Okay. The The candlestick had to have a wick. It had to have oil. And it had to have fire.
0: Okay, so you're going to talk about the wick, the oil, and the fire next yeah, week. Because
1: because candlestick doesn't work without the without the cooperation of the ones who need the light. It just, don't shine out of, out of, it just doesn't do that. You have to cooperate.
0: Okay. Our time is up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, thank you, everybody. See, this is what happens when brothers and sisters get together. And when you start to... The- God, I'm all wild somebody. up. Somebody, what'd you say?
1: I'm all fired up.
0: I know you are. So this is this is uh anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm over my time. This is Dr. Baker, J Baker and Apostle Cal Cook um saying uh thank you for joining us. I love we you. And we're here to tell it like it is the kingdom way. I said but- I
1: love you. <laughs>